and welcome to the YA podcast. If you are from England and in the Cambridge area, you may have heard of the C3 Church and this is the Young Adults Recordings from our services. We meet at 7.30 in the C3 Centre on a Wednesday to worship and hear some word and also to gather together for some discussion. And one of our members has kindly recorded our preachers so that you can catch up or listen online. If you're not from the Cambridge area and you would like to come visit us, please do. Um, otherwise, enjoy. Before I start, I'm going to pray because prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Does anyone know that song? Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Prayer is the master key. That was not in my notes. I don't know why I just did that. But there were some of you that knew that song. Um, so yeah, let's pray. Uh, eyes closed, head bowed, you know, all that kind of stuff. Lord, come and have your way amongst us. Come and be here in every heart, in every mind, in every soul. Let your presence be known and felt. Lord, speak to every heart. Let there be a reconnect, a return, a remembrance of what worship is in our hearts tonight, Lord. I ask that you rid us of any distractions or idols that we may spend this time in undivided attention and devotion to you, Lord. To be able to worship you in spirit and in truth right now, Lord. Amid the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, be pleasing in your sight, my Lord, my rock, my redeemer. Amen. So today I am going to be talking about why um, we worship. You've just done it. <laughs> Do you know why you did it? Um, I'm going to try and sort of explain slash. It's quite a big question to try and answer anyway. Like why worship? It's basically like, I can't think of why. Like what it's like. It's basically, it's on. I think it's not a question that we answer in the moment. It's a life. It's a lifelong question. But anyway, I'm going to try and answer it. I, I literally contemplated getting on and repeating the question, basically saying, why do we worship? Because Jesus dropped the mic and walked off stage. <laughs> I was so tempted, so close, so tempted, but I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, but seriously, though, Jesus is the part of why we um, worship. Because of Jesus, we are able to experience and take part in worship. Um, and yes, like I said, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be sharing and to be a part of what we're doing here today and this this series. Worship is very near and dear to my heart. Um, I, I've always been told that I'm a worshiper. You know, when you like see people worship. Pause. Excuse me, what's your name? Yeah, I'm pointing at you. You're looking left and right. No, behind you, sorry. Yeah, you. No, no, the lady that is looking at everyone but thinking it's her. Yes, you. What's your name? Hillary. Um, I just feel very strongly to encourage you. Um, literally, I wore this T-shirt because I wore jumper, whatever it is, 
because I wanted to encourage someone. And I've been praying since this morning to just sort of like give me someone to, to encourage today. And I feel like it's you. And I feel like God sees you. And he knows that it took a lot of courage for you to come here tonight. Um, and I just want to just say that God sees you. You know, he knows. And you're in his hands. And he knows every step. And he knows every, everything that's happening are all in his hands. And you are loved by him. So, yeah, thank God for Hillary. Amen. Thank you for being here today. Sorry about that. Holy Spirit does that sometimes. Um, got to be obedient. <laughs> cool. I'm a big note taker. I, at church, I have journals for days. Notes on my um, iPhone. It's crazy. It's all over the gaff. Love that. So I, I, love a, I love a note taker. It doesn't get you any credit in heaven, but I, when I got this question, I basically started going through all my notes and previously, because, you know, we're church, we like to talk about worship. People, people have done this preach so many, many times. So I was like, okay, what wisdom can I get from all these other preachers and stuff that I can, you know, compact into something that I can share tonight? And, um, yeah, so this, this message has basically come together through a lot of all the notes that I've taken through the years um, as I've been work, part of worship experiences. Um, but first I want to say that we worship because it's the mission of the church. If you don't know, you are the church. The church is you and me, not just this building. When all fails, this building is not going to go to heaven, in case you didn't know that. You and me are Maybe some of you might not. Um, <laughs> it's true, not everyone that comes to church is a Christian. Um, we worship because it helps us remember, it helps us to return, and it helps us to reconnect. What do I mean by that? I want to read you an act of worship, and that is in John 12, 1 to 5. And it says, Jesus anointed at Bethany. That's their subtitle headings because my Bible does that. Um, and it says, six days before the Passover, Jesus, be Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was being given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was amongst those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about half a liter of pure nard an expensive perfume, she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his face, and wiped his feet, sorry, not face, wow, and wiped his feet, oh my gosh, wiped his feet, I can't speak, what's going on? Anyway, um, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Now, I, I don't know if you've heard this, this text being preached as, you know, sacrifice or what, or, or what I'm about to preach it as. You probably heard it preached a different way or you've probably just heard the part about Lazarus being raised from the dead. But I want to focus on Mary here and the act of worship she did. You know, it says here that she poured out this expensive, really, really expensive perfume. It says, the Bible says it takes in a different translation, it says it was about a year's wage. So think about how much you earn in a year before tax um, and think about a perfume that's that expensive and then think about somebody actually buying that perfume 
And then think about somebody opening up that bottle of perfume and pouring all of it on someone's feet. And then wiping their hair with it on their feet. That's what Mary has just done. She has just taken a very, very, very expensive perfume and poured it on Jesus' feet as an act of worship. Sacrifice. You know, it wasn't here last week, but Josh talked about um, worship being a sacrifice. What is a sacrifice here? The sacrifice is the cost of the perfume. She, it costs her something. Her worship cost her something, right? Humility. She was humble. Mary didn't care about the people around her. She got over herself. That's when she wiped his feet with her hair. People who care about what everybody's around them is saying or what everybody around them are doing or how they're raising their hands are not truly worshipping. People who care about how great they sound or like even if they know the lyrics to the words or if the drummer was off key or, you know, something like that, they're not really worshipping. And I know I'm in worship sometimes. I, I know. I don't listen sometimes. <laughs> I don't worship sometimes because I'm like, oh, please make it stop lord um and number two (laughs) it's contagious um the bible says the house was filled with the perfume i wrote here your worship smells but then i stopped i didn't elaborate there's literally no elaborate point it's just your worship smells (laughs) how does your worship smell is it like her perfume can they smell the aroma five houses down this is expensive perfume they're better (laughs) you know or is it just not is it not potent is it just diluted you know what I mean your worship smells (laughs) we also worship because he's worthy but the practice of worship as we know it um, is more for us than for him like worship what we do here this is more for us than it is for God. Because when we worship, our spirit is sort of reconnecting and remembering what it was like to be in the garden. It's, 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 it's a way when we, we create worship, when we're in this atmosphere, when we're in, in, in this fellowship here, is because our soul knows what it's like to be in the garden. Therefore, we have to make our flesh, we have to put our flesh in surroundings, in places where it, it almost sort of needs to be aligned with the spirit so that we can remember what it's like, what we were meant to be doing in the first place before sin entered the world. It's like when you when you smell something for the for, when you smell something and it takes you back to like your grandma's cooking or like you hear a song and it takes you back to a season in your life. It's kind of like that. When we worship, it takes us back to what it was like in the garden to be with God. We worship because we remember when we remember all that God has done for us, we can't help but worship him. Like, has something ever happened to you and you're literally like, oh, thank God, because if, if not, 
I'd be in a hot mess. Just me. Cool. Um, cool. It's all right. I'm okay being by myself. No? Anybody? No one still wants to testify? You want to testify? Yeah? Cool. Okay. I can't help but be in awe of God when I think about the things that he's done for me or that he's brought me through, the seasons that I've come from, I cannot help but to remember how good he is. Turn the page. (laughs) When I worship, it moves from an experience to it's like my soul connects it's more it's more of like why why we worship we worship because he's worthy right he's always worthy do you know that yeah so we need to get our minds in a space where it moves from oh i'm worshiping to actually i'm giving worth ship this is his worth he's worth this like, I think that's where the word derives from. It's like worthy and, and ship. It's like the relationship. I need to be careful the way I'm saying ship. But um, it's like were comes from worthy and then the ship comes from the relationship. And when you put those two together, that is not in my notes. So thank you, Holy Spirit. And when you put those two together, you get worship because he's worthy and we're seeking relationship. And he's always seeking relationship with us. That was good. That was really good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. It's not a chore. It's not something I cannot not do when I see the goodness of God. So we remember. When we worship, we remember. We worship because we remember. We worship because we return. Like I said, I wasn't here um, last week. But I caught up on the YA podcast, so you can all go and catch up if you weren't here. Shameless plug. I definitely put that in my notes as well. Um, Yes. But Josh talked about the sacrifice of Isaac. Where is he? There he is. We'll sacrifice you after this. (laughs) No. Thank God. Thank Jesus for that. Uh, We won't be sacrificing Isaac. But the sacrifice of Isaac... um, was to remember God's favor and to return to to return of what was originally given to us. Um, and when we see our worship as, okay, God, you've given us your relationship, which he did in the Garden of Eden, in the garden. I keep coming back to the garden. Keep coming back to the garden. If you don't know what I mean by coming back to the garden, you need to go and read Genesis 1 to 50. It's great. I love Genesis. I love the book of Genesis. It's so, the family drama is sick. I don't need to watch the Kardashians. I don't need to watch any love and basketball, love and hip hop, whatever this, they're, they're showing these days. Just read Genesis. Honestly, it's mad. That's not in my notes either. But it's, it's great. I love Genesis. It's fun. It's good. It's good. It's great. But The sacrifice of Isaac was the remembrance of God's favor and a return to what was originally given to us from him. And in return of that, we, 
reconnect with God. So we were, we were meant to be in relationships with Jesus, right? In the garden, I feel like what were Adam and Eve doing? Obviously, he was naming the sheep and the rats and the bats and the cats. He got bored, so started rhyming. <laughs> and then I, think, I feel like they just went for walks with the Lord, you know? They were just like, how are you doing today? You know, because he wasn't far away. He was so close. They had a relationship. It's so intimate. And then, you see, I feel like Eve then got isolated, you know. She was feeling like God was sort of withholding something from her. She was unable to trust God or something happened or, you know, she just, she didn't hear God actually say, do not eat from the fruit. Do not eat from the tree of the fruit of knowledge and, eat and good. She started to doubt. That there was a little bit of doubt in there. She felt like God was withholding his goodness a little bit from her. Instead of her just saying, oh, well, let's just go for a walk. Let's just talk to you, Lord. She didn't return back to God. Instead, she was, she was in a position, she kept herself in a position where she was able to then engage with someone who was also deceived, who thought that he could be God. And here we are, and seeing sin came into the world, and the first thing that happens when sin comes into the world is, is shame. You know, they realized they were naked, and what did they do? They hid. They were no longer in the presence of worship. They were no longer together. They were no longer in relationship. Intimacy was broken, and shame was introduced, and they shied away from worship. Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, I can't even pray. I am so mad, I can't even go to church. I can't even raise my hands. I don't even want to talk. I've, I've been there. I just needed to talk to Jesus. So desperately needed to just go for a walk. And just say, I'm struggling. That it hurts. Just be so close. Because that's what he wants. Just to be in relationship with you and me. Yeah. You see, I'm learning to drive. <laughs> Lord help me. I failed three times. I'm still trying, not giving up. Pray for me. Pray for the road. <laughs> I don't know whichever one. <laughs> um, I failed twice with the same examiner. He, he doesn't like me. I need to pray for him. <laughs> but... Um, I'm learning to drive, and my instructor always says this, and you guys know it, obviously, if you drive. If not, you learn it now. It says, wherever your eyes, my driving instructor always says, Bola, wherever you fix your eyes, that's where the car will go. The drivers, is that true? Please talk to me. Is that true? Yes, cool. Wherever your eyes is fixed, that's where the car will go. And that's true because I have literally been dri driving on the wrong side of the road before because I was trying to see if there was a car coming <laughs> on this side. I promise I can drive. 
clearly not. <laughs> but that's the same with God. That's the same with our worship. When we fix our eyes on him, that's where our life goes. That's where our heart goes. That's where everything goes. But when we're looking, oh, who's looking at me? Or that person really hurt me. Um, I don't think I'm going to uh, go to church today because they're going to be there. Um, I think I'm going to, um, yeah, maybe just isolate myself a little bit. Like we're walking away from where we were meant to be. You know, our focus is on something else. Our focus is on something else. It gets blurry. I know life gets hard and it gets blurry and things happen and people say stuff and people do things that we can't control. But God knows, he knew in the garden as well, he knew that intimacy requires a choice and he couldn't choose for them. They had to choose themselves. Intimacy requires your choice. Intimacy with God, he's such a gentleman that he would just wait. He's not gonna barge into your life. He's just waiting at the door. He's just knocking. He's just like, let me in. It takes two to have a relationship, any kind of relationship, friendship. What other kind of relationships are there? <laughs> All types of relationship. There's two people, right? I mean, if you're friends by yourself, then we need to pray for you. I mean, you should be your friend, your own friend, but you shouldn't be your only friend. <coughs> Ollie. <laughs> Why we worship? We worship because we remember. We worship because we re return. And we worship because we reconnect. We were, made, we were never made to live our lives disconnected with the Father. He longs for connection and wants communion with us. It's part of the reason why we take communion today as well, because we remember what Christ did for us on the cross. We want to return what he has given to us with our lives, what he has sacrificed for us with our lives, and we want to reconnect with him daily. That's my preach. That's literally it. But I'm going to keep going because I've got more written down. Unless I have to come up. Again, we, we gather, us gathering is, is his plan for us. There's a generation that is lonely because they don't, they don't want to know how to be alone with God. There's a generation and there's a people that fill spaces, agendas, lives because the silence makes them anxious and they can't stand to be quiet because we actually have to think about what we're thinking about and we don't want to think about that. I don't know if you're there, but I've been there. But silence exposes the eternal chaos. This has been my personal experience when I've just been too afraid to let go because I don't want to unpack my brokenness, but actually I, when choosing to reconnect with God, I find myself moving from cycles of brokenness into a form of unbroken circle with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and that way, I gain identity. We gain identity by losing ourselves and gaining Him. 
I wake up every day and I'm like, God, help me die today. Help me die to myself. Help me die to myself because to die is to gain you, God. To die to me, to die to things that I want, things that I desire, things that I think, oh, this is good for me. It's to gain you, Jesus, and your plan. When you're connected to God, it's easy to worship. And I want to show you that as I wrap up in, let's revisit Mary in John 12. Twelve comes after eleven. That's mass. <laughs> um, you see, Mary's brother was sick, and basically he was dead for like four days, right? And he was buried, in fact, wrapped up in everything, put in the tomb. Stone was sealed. Everything is finished. All hope was lost. But you see, in John eleven. 29 to 44, it says, when Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him, him being Jesus. Now, Jesus has come to town because Jesus knows Mary, Mary's brother and Martha, their sister. He comes to their village and he basically um, comforts her and basically says in verse 32, and it says, when Mary reached a place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews had come along with her, also weeping, they were paid actors, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. He, he said, where have you laid him? And she said, come. Then Jesus wept, so much compassion. He wanted to be with them so bad. Fast forward to verse 44, it says, he, Jesus said to the, uh, verse 43, it says, when he said to them, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. His hands and feet were strapped of linen and the cloth and his face was all wrapped up. Jesus said to them, take the grave clothes off him and let him go. Dead man. You see, Mary was able to worship, the band can join me now, if you'd like. I'm wrapping up now. You see, Mary was able to worship the way she was in chapter 12 because she knows what God, she remembered what God had did for her in chapter 11. Her dead brother was now living. Her dead brother was now alive. And she chose to return with intimacy with him. She chose to reconnect. She said, now we're all celebrating and we're happy because Lazarus is here. He sat down at the table. My miracle is with me. My joy is here. What I've been praying for has happened. But actually, I'm going to remember the one who made it happen. I'm going to remember the times I was praying for what I now have. I know what God has done for me. I'm not going to lose sight of that. I remember the days 
where I was praying for the things that I have now. So why now am I going to be blinded by what I want in the future instead of reconnecting with the one who made me, who got me where I am today? You see, we get so wrapped up in the things of the future, in the unknown. And I know we want to know what it is. We want to know. We want to, we, we, we want to. We want to know the future. We want to know what we're getting ourselves into. Is it going to work? How, how is it going to end? But actually, all we need to do is just keep our eyes on him. And my last few things is, we are forever to remember, to return, to reconnect. Because the work of the cross is not just for a moment. It's for a lifetime. Worship is a personal thing. We're going to go into a time of worship now. But it's a personal thing. Other people's opinions don't matter. They've not seen God come through the way he has come through for you in your life. So why should they have a say in how you worship? Why should your worship make sense to them if they don't know what God has done in your life? Apart from keep you alive, obviously. <laughs> so as we worship, I pray that all hearts would be abandoned tonight, Lord, for you pray that every soul will begin to remember your goodness, your kindness, your love and mercy. I pray that every soul will begin to return to you, to drop everything that is clouding them, God, every, everything that is stopping them, that is distracting them from being in your presence, Jesus, that every heart will just come and keep their eyes on you, Lord, that we will return to you, Jesus. I pray for a reconnection like no other, Father. In your holy name, amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the YA podcast. Remember to subscribe if you like our content and we look forward to seeing you next week.